It's time to party down Charlie Brown. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Surprise Party, by Pat Hutchins, published by Aladdin. Fun fact before we get started, our second review ever was Pat Hutchins' first book she ever wrote. It was Rosie's Walk. That was one hell of a book, so hopefully this one is too. Also, I didn't know Pat was a little bit of a celebrity. She starred as Lucy Loeb's for a bit on the children's show Rosie and Jim. But unfortunately, at least this time, that's not enough to have her make the celebrity review. The Surprise Party is a tale about a rabbit who tells a hard-of-hearing owl she's having a surprise party. Word spreads to other animals, but in the process, the animals seem to get the message scrambled. Will these animals show up to a surprise party, or will they make other plans? Well, I hope you pre-gamed for this one, because we'll be at the party. The book starts out hot on our main character, Rabbit, telling presumably her friend an owl, She's having a party. Yeah, why would she tell someone who she didn't want to show up that she's having a party? That would make no sense. But then again, she does tell the owl it's a surprise. Is it the old ninth green at nine trick? Or is she trying to surprise everyone? Except for clearly owl. And if that's the case, I've never heard of a surprise party where almost every guest is surprised. How the hell would she build a time it up where everybody has nothing on their calendar. No way she could get everyone to show up to that party. Unless she threw a flash party? I don't know. I want to let something out here too. I hate surprise parties for myself. They never end up how I want them to go. Let me plan my own freaking party the way I want it. Sorry, I wanted to invite John, and I didn't want to invite Simon. It's inevitable, by the end of the night, he'll be giving one of those crying speeches. Not to mention, I wanted to golf. What made you think I wanted to go on a scavenger hunt? Welp, back to the story. Not only did Owl not hear Rabbit correctly, he can't keep his mouth shut either. He flies off blabbing to Squirrel, quote, Rabbit is hoeing the parsley tomorrow, whispered Owl. It's a surprise. End quote. What the hell kind of gibberish was that? There's no way I would have gotten that out of Rabbit wanting to throw a rager. I guess I could give him a little credit for remembering the surprise part, though. Well, wouldn't you know it, this sets off a long game of telephone, getting more and more absurd as the message gets passed between the woodland creatures. The gossip chain gets all the way to a frog squatting on a rock, using his hands to pull apart his knees. He's in launching position, and he's about to let loose something fierce. If the fox were smart here, he would forget about passing on the botched info and run the other way. But of course he sticks around long enough to tell the frog about the rabbit reading poetry and darts off in the nick of time. And we see Frog is getting some of his best thinking done alone on the rock. Quote, Reading poetry? Said Frog to himself. His own? I suppose. How dull. 
End quote. Ain't that the truth? If it were actually supposed to be poetry night, I'm not showing up either. Unless I could play the bongo drums in the back. Listening to poetry is almost as bad as going to an amateur open mic night. If I have to hear another Uber joke or someone complaining about how much men suck, we get it. Uber drivers are the worst. Well, it's tomorrow now, and Rabbit shows up to tell Frog he has a surprise. And Frog respectfully declines the invite, still thinking it was poetry. He rightfully shits on his poetry and hops off. Now that's how you do it. Just be honest. Hey, what you have to say isn't great. Find a new hobby and I'll be there. But I'm not sitting through that garbage. One by one, Rabbit goes up to the other animals, and they all tell him they aren't coming to the surprise. This is what poor planning looks like. I'm thinking Rabbit forgot invitations, or doesn't have enough beer for everyone, so he's calling it a surprise, and inviting everyone on the day of, when he knows they have other plans. I don't know where he comes from, but where I come from, this is insulting, and a backhanded gesture that puts everyone into an awkward spot. Finally, Rabbit makes it back to Owl, and shouts at him before he can get a chance to respond that he's having a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Crack open the brewskis, Charlie. It's going down, and I'm yelling timber. Everyone overhears Rabbit yelling, he's having a party. And they're like, party, count me in. And the story ends with all these party animals fist pumping around a tree stump table. And the rabbit has his nuts out on the table for everyone. It's quite the spread. Al even brought flower crowns to the party. It's popping off up in her. There are a few different morals in this story that stick out to me. The first being the most obvious. Information gets distorted as it passes from person to person. If you want to know exactly what's going on, or what shit someone said about you, you need to clear up any confusion and go directly to the rabbit's mouth. Another moral would be, don't invite someone the day of to your party or wherever the hell you're going. It's crystal clear you don't want that person to be there, and that's why you gave them no advance notice. So don't put it on them like it's their bad for missing the party. Sorry, their schedule isn't completely empty waiting on you to call. Lastly, honesty is the best policy. It was brave of Frog to tell the rabbit his poetry sucked. Sometimes your friends need to know. Give it up and move on to something else. Everyone will be happier. Pat wrote another nice novel based on the simple game of phone tag. She had clear morals, which made it so, even though the animals were confused, the reader was not. I do believe this one went a little too long though, and she could have cut out some of the animals. But, other than that, she tied it up nice and neat at the end. As for her pictures, she does a delightful job of making them uniquely hers. There's a sort of rustic feel that comes off through each of the books we've read of hers. Well, it's hump day, so maybe this book was a little premature. But I'm going to carry this party all the way into the weekend. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.1. I'll have a heapin' helpin'. This goose is cooked. 
Join us next time for another in-depth book review.